You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. God damn. Oh, yeah, that was my fault. Totally. You were going to Hello and welcome to the 98th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast, the Happy Birthday Edition. (laughs) This is Matt, the little guy, Alan, coming to you live from Little Guy World Headquarters in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Tim Hayes, and I'm in Orlando, Florida. And this is Spencer Howe joining you from... What, what was it? The headquarters of... The Little Guy World Headquarters. Little Guy World Headquarters, also in Minneapolis. Yes. It's nice to it's have everybody together, you guys together. Mm-hmm. It's great. Same place, I gotta, same time. I, I talked to you just yesterday morning when we were watching the end of Milan San Remo. Mm-hmm. And I love these RCS Italian races because it's always easy to find a nice quality YouTube feed... Yeah, that, that is not on the dark webs. No, not on the dark webs at all. It only involves searches by Spencer and a link and tweeting and multiple phone conversations, and then we were all watching a race. Pretty That's easy good. stuff. It was a good race, and we, of course, we ran our first 16th place contest of the year, and we had three yes. winners. And, of course, we had a huge controversy at the end of Milan San Remo. It is the greatest race of them all. And we are here to break it down and also talk about other things that uh, listeners have emailed us and tweeted at us. So where do you guys want to start? Do you want to talk – should we talk about the race and then as if the controversy didn't happen and then we can go back and talk about the controversy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that sounds great. I think that's probably the way to go. (laughs) I mean – we, I mean, the first thing, the first thing that comes to mind when we all are going to talk about Milan San Remo is the fact that it was not, in fact, won by Pipo Pizzato as we all expected. It was not, and so he, that was a blow. He also didn't attack, even though briefly. I don't know about you, Tim. Uh, I can say that over here at oh, Little Guy HQ, I yelled. The loudest yell of the day wasn't at the finish line. Or uh, any other moment of the race, it was when me and Spencer both thought for a second that Pipo Pizzato had actually attacked on on the Poggio, Poggio and we lost it for a second. And then we both kind of, wait, that doesn't really look like, uh," and then Uh, the graphic changed. And it was not. And it was uh, some guy named Fetty or something. It was a good move. We both put our arms down, sat back down in our chairs, and, you know, resigned to a life of sadness. I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought it was an attack by uh, Pipo Pizzato because it had the graphic. And I'm sure there was a lot of uh, yelling across Twitterati um, for that move. But I got to admit. It would have been great. The, Milan San Remo I mean, really, was that would have resurrected his career. Well, I, I like that not only all of Twitter uh, 
you know, but also Eurosport is not really aware that anyone else was on Southeast <laughs> that could attack. That's true. Like, it had to be people. Who else was it going to be? They had that graphic ready. If you see a Southwest writer, write people Pizzato and then pull it away if you have to. It was, a, um, it was kind of a disappointing race, in my opinion, from Milan-San Remo. There's lots of crashes and uh, general craziness, yeah. and I think what was the most disappointing to me was that they hit the Poggio without really any attacks. Um, it took a while. Kiwakowski was the only one, but yeah. I want attacks from the gun at the base. And they were like six, seven abreast going up, and it was just kind of a little lame. It was like casual. It was pretty casual. As it far felt as like MSR it was a group ride going yeah. up. And then Kiwakowski was like, hey, I'll do that crazy. What is up with these guys with that crazy descent thing when they're sitting on their top tube and they're that still pedaling? That was awesome. I, they probably wind tunnel tested. It's Team Sky. Marginal gains, man. Do you think, yeah. you think that they, they've probably have taken that in the wind tunnel? Do you think it really yeah. matters that much? Well, I mean, it won Saga in the World Championship. I think everybody's going to try it at least. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't remember hey. if when Kwiatowski won the world championship, but it was a similar like downhill attack. He might have done that too. I'm sure he got hey. arrow. Speaking of world champion Peter Sagan, yep. he didn't crash, and that guy almost took him out for the season when that guy in front of him from yeah. Quick Step yeah. crashed in front of him. And Sagan deserves the world championship stripes for just not crashing. Well, Sagan was good. <laughs> if you watched the video, we were watching the GIF earlier. Yeah, uh, Cancelera gets sideways he gets that rear wheel completely sideways and then just and whips it back at the last second it's pretty impressive that he didn't go down either both those guys yeah it was Sagan-esque I would would say which is pretty amazing well that would have ruined the the, all the Belgian classics though if those two guys had hit him and gone down and taken them each other out I mean Cancelera would have broken 12 vertebrae we know that his vertebrae (laughs) Are made of some sort of shattery glass at this point. They're pretty fragile. But they also heal in like four weeks, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, of course, the big news is that a Frenchman won Milan San Remo, and we're not talking about Nasir Buhani, who had a disastrous gear shift with his FSA uh, drivetrain, it looked like. And um, totally... Yeah, I mean, I thought Buhani had that, and it, I like, don't know. See, I I've heard that talk too, and I feel like if watching the helicopter shot, he was still getting beat by Dumar without that that skip or not. I think he was still getting and, beat. And I, I mean, I think if I was a world class sprinter, that like the weight of the nation was on my shoulders, and I knew I wasn't going to win, I might fake a mischief too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? So I heard some. Some rumblings that uh, Cavendish supposedly had some problems or something too. Uh, he had some problems getting over the podium. <laughs> he Didn't did he get dropped on the? I that? think he got dropped on the. Chipressa, you might have. Yeah, he had some serious track legs, I think. All right, well, let's give it up to our champion of Milan San Remo from the French team, Dumer. What's his first name? Arnaud. Now, he is famous on Twitter for uh, getting bitten by the koala bear at the Tour Down Under a couple years ago. That that? is is right. (laughs) So, Arnaud Dumer. iPhone emojis of koala bears, and he favorited it, and I was pretty proud of myself. He is the Milan Sanremo champion over Ben Swift. Mm -hmm. um, Swifty. uh, That's what they call him in the Team Sky Camp, Swifty. 
They put an oh, E yeah. on the end of the name. Swifty so was second. And who was, was Rollins third? Yep. You're going to roll. And then, um, and then fourth was, I believe, uh, Buhani. Buhani. So, and but then Bling Matthews was not there for the uh, win. No. Yeah. The most eighth exciting guy. placing was eighth place. Let's, let's just eighth get right place, down Pipo to Pizzato. it. Eighth place, Pipo Pizzato. And then mm-hmm. in 16th place, of course, we did have a, um, a, sweet, a sweet winner in 16th place, Jan Backlins of AG2R. Yep. Taking the win, and we had three different people select the 16th place champion. We had Eric B., who chose Jan Backlins, and then we had Iron Chef Minneapolis and Mike, Mikey Hunty, uh, also taking uh, – the 16th place crown. So that's three winners. And sadly, because there's three of you, um, we just can't divide up the prize. So we will contact one of you. We'll figure it out. That's so, good work. Guys. I thought overall it was probably the, the least exciting Milan San Remo that I can remember in, I since I've started watching year. this. So yeah, you do say that every year. No, it, this one was just less boring. and less exciting every year. The, yeah. This one was just boring. Or do you just not like it? When a Gerald Steiner guy doesn't break his leg descending. Uh, <laughs> oh, how about the guy? That, spot, though, did, that, that one, one guy spot. did hit. Good thing they yeah. had the raised barrier there. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah, he would have been off true. the side of the mountain. Somebody was, probably hits that spot every year. It was another year. French guy. Yeah, <laughs> the descent French is guy. pretty intense. I mean, that is the craziest descent. Yeah. Um, it was intense. Yeah. It was nice to see uh, Nibbles uh, mm-hmm. try to put in the move there. He attacked just before the descent because. Like all classic Italian riders, he had to call his shot, so he he needed to make sure that it was within the the zone, so that it was true that he did attack on the Poggio. Yeah. So he just barely got the attack in. Mm. He almost forgot, I think. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. The only the only disappointment I have with the race, really, I wouldn't say it was a, a disappointing Milan San Remo, but it was. There were a lot of crashes, and that's yeah. You know, it, I guess it. It's part of racing, and it's you know it Definitely can, it can make racing animal. exciting, but you don't want to see that many, and you don't want to see it uh, take people out of contention. Yeah, it was um, a lot of crashes, and it hurt a lot of people. And of course, the crash before the Chipressa is now the story that everyone's talking about because mm-hmm. yeah. um, one of the most trusted men in the peloton, the the, the veteran of the peloton, is claiming um, that he saw, and this is Trenti, um, claiming that he saw Arna Dumer take a, uh, what, a tow for the entire uh-huh. length of the Chipressa? Yeah, he claims a 80-kilometer tow. I don't know. I don't buy it. 80-kilometer an hour tow. I don't think he took an 80-kilometer an hour tow. That's, that's 50 miles an hour. So, uh, have you guys one? looked and, at the... Well, and then the Strava, Strava file was put up. The Strava file disappeared, and now it's back up. And people were like, well, you know, in re- reality, it doesn't look like his climb rate is really that far off of just going up it really fast to catch back onto a group. Right. Yeah. Which is what you'd expect. Like, the group went up it, spread across the road. Like, they weren't racing, racing. It's true. Even chasing Visconti, they weren't really trying that yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. And he was lined out with... Three Oreca guys and three FDJ guys trying to catch on. So. Yeah, he had. Teammates. Oh, was there other was know. there other guys with him? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, the the like, Orca guys. more come out now? Chasing back. Yeah, Bling Matthews and a couple of those guys. And I don't know if more has come out, but like there were shots in the live feed of Bling of Bling and and 
and Dumar are like in the chase group, like in the convoy, like picking their way through the cars. Yeah. Well, I think that the the honest defense here is what the the FDJ team manager said. He's like, look, there's no way that we could even tow him that fast because there was so much traffic to get over that climb. He's yeah. like, there, it was yeah. bumper to bumper. So maybe when he passed these two riders that claimed that he saw he was getting the tow, they just saw it at the actual moment he was getting like a sticky bottle kind yeah. of situation. And well, then they're like, oh. took a bottle, but it wasn't sticky. That's the cl- that's what FGJ said. I mean, every bottle's a little sticky. You know sticky. the bottle's a little <laughs> sticky. I mean, you don't want to drop it. That's yeah. standard. Yeah, you got to put a little bit of pine tar on those bottles. Right. So I, it's I put a, pine tar on my bottles. It's not a George Brett situation. I mean, it's just like, no. hey, we just got to get this guy up to the top of the climb. And so he gets there, catches back up, and then basically just picks his way back through the pack and gets to a an amazing win for Fran- for France. First mm-hmm. win since, what, Jalabert 16 yep. years ago or something like that? So, so that means it's the first clean win since what? Oh, like 60, Pataki? Oh, I'm going to say... I'm- <laughs> I'm going to say... I was going to say Fignon, but whatever. <laughs> hey... So someone was saying that there's, like, the Brico helmets back, the Alessandro Pataki. Uh, the three-vent? Brico, now that Brico helmets, helmets are cool back. Again? Yeah. yeah, it is like the original Arrow helmet is the Brico it is. helmet. It is true. It's so, true. Uh, probably and, probably cool again. So, anyway, I thought cool. it was... Uh, so why are we in agreement that we think it's bullshit and that he didn't actually cheat? Or if he, like... Took a little bit of a toe. It's well, no different than every single fucking time you've ever seen riders in the in right. getting a fucking I, I don't, rear brake I don't think that on for twelve took a miles. Toe. I'm with yeah. Cosmo Catalano's interpretation of it that you know that it's within reason that he only has the KOM within a couple seconds on Strava when you're trying to get over to the group. And yeah, yeah. maybe he took a little sticky bottle from the car, but there's no way that the cars could have gotten him all the way up that climb so fast, like. Yeah. yeah, you know it's kind of well, once you get into the convoy. You know, the, the Twitterati is is on this. The Twitter investigators uh, were tweeting photos of of FDJ guys hanging on to cars and stuff, and uh, it was pretty clear like that this was either from a different race or it was just a different rider. Uh, yeah. didn't have arm warmers. Was on a different yeah. colored bike. Questions about is that road the road they were actually on is this a different race all sorts of stuff you can't believe what you see on twitter Some come on guys unless, unless so, you're looking at at the slow ride pod mm-hmm. on twitter there is nothing that you can trust yeah or my twitter who feed you, that's all fucking honesty who do you think had the most disappointing race out there i mean i would have to say it'd have to be christoph right because it looked like he had the most teammates ready to go to the finish yeah. and then christoph like where did he end there. up like it I mean, maybe he yeah. got caught behind the crash. I don't know. But it seemed like that money in the final one and a half K, like if you were doing live Vegas booking, I think everyone yeah. would start putting money on Kristoff at that exact I'll, moment. I'll tell yeah. you what. For me, the most disappointing has to be, unfortunately, Bling Matthews because he was a favorite to win this race and fell down, had to chase back on with DeMar. DeMar was able to recover and win the race. Yeah. Bling Matthews. Nowhere to be found. Maybe well, his injuries were a little. Yeah, I'm going to actually do something weird here, and I'm going to come to the defense of Bling Matthews. Oof. But he looked he looked like he'd hit the wall, whereas it looked like Demar like maybe ran into the guys that hit the wall, <laughs> like straightened his wheel, jumped back on his bike. Yeah. Matthews was pretty cut up. He at was the pretty finish. cut up. He was pretty cut so, up. But that's 
to get back and to be in a position to be able to sprint and, yeah. and you know, not to be able to, that's disappointing. Yeah. Well, so I, I, he had a lot of gold chains on, too, though, so it's kind of – maybe that's why his KOM up the Chipresta wasn't quite as fast, you know, all that all that weight. Could be. Yeah. Now, yeah. there was another race this weekend that was pretty important, and then, of course, that's what? the Trofeo Alfredo uh, Binda. The trophy the – Alfred, the, the Al Binda trophy race – and no. won by the Lizzie Alfredo? Armistead. She is on fire. She is on fire. She, Once again, winning in the crowd. world championship strikes. And, yeah. I mean, that was pretty awesome. I, I watched a little bit of that race. Um, she, highlights. Is she still batting 1,000 in those stripes? Is that what's going on? I don't she know if she once? is, but definitely in, like, the big the big world tour, women's world tour races, isn't she now, like, one, two of the three? Yeah. We're showing our, I mean, our real knowledge here. We're all like, two, three? I mean, Ooh, she was tearing numbers. it up. So. No, she is, she is crushing it this she's year. I didn't get to see that race, unfortunately. No, it was the third race that uh, that she's won. So, okay. Okay. No, sorry. That's amazing. My bad. It was her second World Tour win of the year because the very first race um, that we watched, is it the Ghent one that isn't part of the World Tour so, yet? World oh, Cup it's not? Or something else. I thought it was. Yeah, I think it was something, you know. But anyways, pretty cool to see um, Lizzie Armistead defending with the stripes. And it was a clean win. I mean, she won, like, there's pictures of her coming across the line that she's a good 50 yards ahead of the other competition. So there's, no, there's mean, like, no cars nearby or anything? No. The, ca- no. the cars are so way in the back. Cars are nearby. Holding on the door handle going 80K. No, no door handles, no cars. No, no. No nope. motors. All her. Legs are shaved. But anyway, yeah, so the good race weekend. And then um, other big news that came in was that USA Cycling was hacked by a Category 4 rider that now has all of your password information to steal your upgrade points. (laughs) Because he's tired of getting downgraded. That was tragic because I've had I've been storing up those upgrade points for years. You know, I got to admit. It gets sweeter with age. So when I got the email. fine wine. When I got the email from USA Cycling that the uh, that a hacker gained access and mm-hmm. now they have their password, and then the recommendation was like change the pass change the websites that you have that password with. I was like, I don't even know what my password is for USA Cycling. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's my license number because I haven't even pulled out a license yet. The guys, I haven't either. I have not. Either. All right. Yeah. Well, take so. that, Derek. <laughs> Poor Derek. The only reason he yeah. came on was for the three memberships that he'll yeah. sell to us eventually this well, year. Well, he knew I was a chump, and I would I would pay for that stupid U, UCI license for nine hundred dollars or whatever to do my three races. He knew it was worth his time. Yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be buying my license soon enough for sure. But yeah, I'll buy mine. Uh, what day's the first race of the year? Like April fifteenth. I'll buy mine the fourteenth at like ten and o'clock then, at night. I'm gonna I'm gonna check the. Uh, What's that one? The breakaway one? What's their calendar? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You should look at that. National whatever the hell. National whatever. The national whatever the hell gravel racing There's a national gravel racing calendar? Fuck it. National gravel racing. Uh, What's the whole drama with the breakaway league? I don't don't even remember remember what they're called. Yeah. North American racing. Whatever. They haven't obviously done Uh, any good email outreach or advertising. Once, and then they never came back. So I... I think maybe that was a flash in the pan, you guys. But they're the Knackle, I, the North American Cycling League. Knackle. Maybe. 
Tim's Tim's googling right now because no, his I'm face not googling that. Right. I was just going to say that down in Tampa this past weekend was the start of the USA Crits season, Ooh. and um, the Tampa Crit was back. You may remember that this is this race was canceled like a week before last year when a lot of teams, including Meyerson's team, was down here for so training camp. Did anybody believe that it was actually going to happen, or was turnout way down? It looked like turnout was way down because, judging by individuals that did fairly well, but that are Florida-based racers, that like mm-hmm. you could kind of tell that there wasn't as many people. I see. If, if well, that makes sense, like it. Hey, it you gotta show up light. to get the result. Yeah, it's uh, that's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, if you're pulling the plug on your race yeah. the week before, like you gotta expect that. That's unfortunate, but uh, mm-hmm. they should. Be and that was an old promoter. That was another promoter that showed up on the uh, the old Tampa Bay Police Department mug shots because there were some <laughs> bounced checks, and uh, so they had the city of Tampa wait, was wait, like wait, requiring wait. payment up front. They well, they actually got in like real legal trouble for bouncing checks for the race. Yeah, like the promoter was like like. He owed ten grand to Tampa, okay. and like so, he wrote okay. a check, and of course, it was oh, like a bad check. Okay, I and was thinking like maybe he wrote out a couple of checks for the Cat Four race, and then they went to the cops. You had like two Cat Fours in there, being like, "He owes me twenty bucks," and one's like, "He owes me five bucks," and the cops are like, "Oh, right, we'll get him. Don't worry." <laughs> Not so yeah, the scumbag walk the streets, depriving you of your pizza money, your hard-earned tenth place twenty dollars. Yeah. What place you get fifteenth? Yeah. That's worth something. But not if you're a woman. (laughs) Hey, this is Mo Bruno Roy, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. I don't know what else we're going to talk about. I mean, oh. you know, there's USA oh. Crits. Well, I, I have nothing else. About, there's no yeah. results on USA Cycling for this race, so I, I can't talk, talk about, about that. Milan Sanremo for like 90 more minutes. How did we breeze through that so quickly? Well, Dad, there he pushed us along. No, oh, well, you have more to say yeah. about it? Uh, just, yeah. What else you guys? What else you guys have to say about oh, it? Then? Got, how can you have more to say about people? Well, he was invisible. You know, he well, popped up on the result on. sheet. We don't even know. He probably put his transponder into Mars bike. Maybe. You know what else we need to talk about was uh, uh, the Visconti m- classic move, uh, trying to make the Scarponi bridge. <laughs> I'm failing because he sucks. He's Scarponi. He's not Scarponi. Or he's not Scarponi. I don't yeah. know what I'm saying anymore. So we've we've we while we were watching this, me and little guy. Uh, um, That's true. This we, is true. We coined the term the Scarponi Bridge, which is not a bridge in Italy. No. It is actually not. the 10K between the Cipressa and the Poggio. It's the Scarponi Bridge. It's the Scarponi Memorial Bridge. Yeah. So that whole area of Italy now is... You is know what known. I need to do is I need to go to Italy and... Just erect a sign? No, I need to I need to set that as a Strava segment <laughs> between the two and, and label it as the Scarponi Bridge, and yeah. then I can be the leader of the Scarponi Bridge. Yeah. I and also then think... Scarponi will have to learn about it then, and he'll know who I am. I think so. I think what else we could do is we could start a Kickstarter to fund a sign yeah. to put on either end, uh, yeah. the beginning and the finish of, uh, of the Scarponi Bridge. And, uh, you know, just to kind of let everybody know that this this 10K of road mm-hmm. 
That is not a bridge. <laughs> is a bridge. Yes. And it's only a bridge in one direction, too. That's true. So you only need the two signs. You need a beginning of Scarponi Bridge and an end of the Scarponi Bridge. Is this just because Scarponi tried the bridge last year and barely made it? No, like, this is, like, a couple years ago. The year that but he... Yeah. The year that he... <laughs> The year that he won, and I'm using quotation marks, he won the Giro when uh, Contador won, but then he got it taken away, so Scarponi won. He he bridged between – he missed the break, and he and he bridged across, and it was ridiculous because he was on some magic that year. I'm just going to call it magic. I'm not saying anything. Um, so it's Scarponi Bridge. Yep. That's what I know. One of the best moves in Milan Remo history. It's true. Other than all the moves, all the like daring uh, attacks that won people the race, mm-hmm. yeah. Because mm-hmm. we, I was seen getting it. pretty excited when Consolara went for his little attack there. Yeah, it'd, it'd be nice uh, to see him win. We were again. hopeful here. There was some, we were some hope here. And then the Boston Hogan move, I thought maybe he's been in such good fine form that would be nice to see him win something because he's been a nearly man for what like ten years now. His whole career. How long ago did he win Ghent? I, I mean, know. that's not even that's not even as good as winning like KBK, really. Uh, I mean, you got some heroes that have won KBK. You think of yeah, uh, I mean, lots like, of people I, won. that immediately come to mind would be like a, a gorgeous George. I uh, think gorgeous or, George won Ghent though too. I know he didn't. He did. All right, I'm pretty sure worry. gorgeous George and Cappy won Ghent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that never happened. You know, I think he did. I think he won it in 2000. All right. To the internet. This makes for great radio. Do 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 do. To the internet we go. I'm Where's the gorgeous George Wikipedia watching page? Watching little guy do, do, do. navigate the internet is something that I've only thought about. How backwards it is, and now I'm actually boom seeing two thousand one, and it wasn't even taken away for drugs. Well, there you go. Because. Because so no. So wait, here's the best part. We talk constantly about Gorgeous George winning current Brussels current, but it's technically crossed out on his Wikipedia page because because it's 2005. So he was doping for it, but he was not doping um, according to Wikipedia page when he won the national road championship in '98, 2006, 2009, wow. or when he won Ghent in 2001. 2006 should be gone, shouldn't it? Yeah, you'd think so. You can't trust this Wikipedia. No. Anyway, he won Ghent. I bet the George Hincappy Wikipedia um, site is one of the most controversial on Wikipedia, that the editors have to keep coming back and changing things back. <laughs> you know, like, it's probably it probably goes Donald Trump, George Hincappy, yeah. and then, like, I don't know. Paris Hilton. Is yeah. Israel-Palestine conflict. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Like, those so, are probably right up there. Yeah. All right. So, little guy. Yep. Who's your favorite racer in the pro peloton right now? Um, Tintin Rebelin. Really? Rebelin is your is, is that, your favorite. Is that really? Yeah, I'm super I mean, excited. Not, not your like. Oh, it's good to see him still riding. But like, I actually like cheer for this guy and want him to win. Like, no, I want him to win. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Spencer, who's your favorite right now? That you get like just giddy when you see him out there. No, there's, there's, I mean, there's a few, but uh, is this all prelude to where I think it's going, Tim? 
I don't know what Tim's getting at here, but I, I'm, I don't know I'm what really I'm enjoying at. I'm pretty much everything Sagan's doing these days. Like, I've, yeah, and even finishing second, like it makes me cheer for him harder the next race because I'm like, don't get second again. Oh, you did it. Yeah, you know the, the whole. I think Sagan's probably my favorite right now. Just like yeah. from a, just from like an excitement to watch. You're like, you know what? That dude's got it. Like he he's he's animating races, and for yeah. the last like. Six seven months after what, watching what he did at World Championships in Richmond, like no, in the excitement of that crowd and being part of that, uh, mm-hmm. and then how he threw his helmet, ghost rode his bike, like was I was good. like, you know what, that is the type of champion we need, and Which, I'm pretty yeah. into the guy right now. Yeah. I don't know, I've been, you guys. I've been touting this all last year, and you were doubting me. If, but I'm if glad Tintin you're won, he would have this well, little can... forced smile. Almost like a mouse was on the podium. Hey, guys, I I know I'm up here because I won, Uh, but, I mean, this is all going to go away. I feel really nervous and uncomfortable about this. Definitely going to get popped. Um, I thought, Tim, I thought you were leading us down a street that I'm going to now take us down, which is that one man started Milan Sanremo and did not finish. He might have been too chubby. He might have not done any racing in nine months. Carlos Beckentor. Hey, I thought he was looking pretty good. I saw the gummy bear on the TV. Did you? you know? I never saw him. You saw him? Yeah, there's there's a Benton Kerr sighting. Okay. And was it the uh, broom wagon camera that got him? Yeah. He made it all the way to the Chapressa. Stopped in one of those towns. What the hell happened? Why didn't he finish? Stopped for a croissant. Yeah, what did he stop for a snack? <laughs> I think he, like, you know, it's like he just turned around street and, vendor? you know, he's what like, hey, I got to go get another, like, 150K in because I got to make up <laughs> I gotta make up for the training that I've missed. Yeah. I got to yeah. go even hit some I've real only- mountains. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think Betancourt is starting to look pretty uh, – I think he's going to look good. I think he looks good in that kit. I think that Movistar has got a steal – with him as a nice support rider for both Valverde and Quintana in the mountains. Yeah, maybe. And I think that he's going to be setting up uh, pretty well at the uh, end of the season. I mean, there's so, no – this season is so long. There's no yeah, reason yeah. that he needs to be running at full speed no, right now. Like, it's true. It's true. It's true. So uh, one thing I just want to interject that's not got much to do with Carlos, maybe a little bit actually uh, in a very – tangent sort of way but uh did you see the chatter on the internet that brian cookson was considering the two-week volta fuck that shit no i didn't know really that. yeah how well, does he yeah. have the right to do that i don't know but uh it's it's something that's uh, being considered it looks like and What's i mean it's something we've discussed on this show several times and it'd probably um, be pretty exciting but i don't know how a uci president can tell because uh, the ASO spot yeah. is the organizer of the Vuelta, right? Well, I think they're I don't working know how... together. Yeah. I would assume so. So what are they going to tell him? Like, hey, it's got to be two weeks? Well, you know, you get some conflicts there with the... Well, A, it's three three-week tours is a lot. But a two-week tour, and then you get the World Championships right there. So a lot of guys are dropping out and only doing two weeks anyway. You know, yeah, but who... But what, the, the promoter gets the to decide what he gets to do. Yeah, like, So it doesn't true. matter what Brian Cookson wants to do. I... Well, the, but they could definitely. I didn't like, say that. We we never know. Maybe ASO. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if ASO wants to make it shorter to get more people to want to do it. And and maybe their 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 guess is that if if it's two weeks, more people pay attention to the critical stages. Well, I mean, look at all the people that are doing the Tour of Catalonia. Like you got a you got a yeah. Tour de France caliber field there. You do. And the Volta does that. I feel like the prop. No, that, that that's not true. Like we can't. You cannot say. The Volta does not get a tour of well, caliber field. They get whoever crashes out of the tour, and yeah, lately but even, a lot of people have been doing that. But even last year, you had guys that did the tour and then and took a second shot at the Volta. I just mm-hmm. feel like 
Unfortunately, if you make the race shorter, you devalue. Okay, but the, wait. You devalue the race in that, like, now if you win the Velta, yeah, it's the smallest of three Grand Tours, but you can say, shit, I'm in company with, like, Nibali, and, like, and like in recent years, you've got right. Wiggins, and you've got Froome right. on the podium, and you've got Considor winning this. Like, you've got great champions, and they won a three-week tour. And then if you tell somebody, hey, I won the Velta, and they're like, oh, didn't they shorten that to two weeks? But wait, now just last week, you were talking about how Torino was much more exciting because it was shorter. It was sh- it was more exciting because it was shorter because shortening Torino meant that rather than the GC guys fighting for, like, the regular GC guys, yeah. you had weird-ass, like, classics riders fighting right. for it, which is not going to happen in the Volta because... You could. You could have a guy like Sagan or... or no, or you couldn't because... Every mountain in Spain is literally just a wall. Like, they go up one mountain stage, and it's, like, 40K of, like, 39%. Don't you think, like, some of those Ardennes guys could be a factor? Yeah, like but, that like... that type of... Like, do you like think Valverde? a Frank Schleck would have a chance to win a two-week Volta? <laughs> no, not anymore. He's not on the, he's not on the diuretics like uh... he used to be. But, no, but, I mean, look back in the day. I think it's more a matter of, like, they can make a three-week race that, like, a more of an all-rounder can win. Look, Sean Kelly won the Volta. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe it just wasn't quite as mountainous at that time. I don't know what that course was or, like that year. But you had guys... was terrible. In that same era, though, you had, like, a guy like Robert Miller that could only win going uphill, like, podiuming and, like, almost winning the Volta. And you had... Sean Kelly, we need a Volta, like, within five years of each other. So, like, yeah. it's possible to have a race. Oh, yeah, and you had Mercs winning Perubes and Tours and everything yeah. else, you know? Like, I so think you're thinking Tony probably... Gallopan could win the Vuelta in two weeks? A two week That's what I'm saying. Vuelta? Yeah, uh, yeah like he probably that. could win two weeks. But, but Tony Gallopan could just go win the Dauphine and go win the Tour Switzerland or go road Romandy. But, like, there are races. There's Cataluna, you know? We all know. Hey, maybe the, just three-week stage third races week. aren't fun. Yeah, that time that third week of the Walter rolls around, nobody cares what's happening anymore. I always care what's happening. I don't know if I that's care. true. I'm gonna, I am a market of one. I'm going to go back and listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that true. Era. We were probably all like, what's going on? I don't know. I'm so sleepy. I'm so tired. It's hot out. I don't yeah. know what's happening. You guys, we've got other news here. Hot off the wires. Valverde's not going to do Flanders. What? What? Yeah. It was breaking news on Cycling News today. And by Cycling News, I mean the wires. Do, 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 do. Newsroom. <laughs> okay. Breaking news. Um, Valver- Suppose he's going to do an altitude training camp to get ready for the Giro rather than do uh, some of the cobbled classics. So I'm pretty let down because, what, two weeks ago? So is he back in the dumps now? We don't like him anymore? I know. Two weeks ago, we were all about him because he was going to raise every single race on the calendar. And now he's going to actually only raised 85% like he normally does. So mm. I'm a little I'm a little hurt. I was starting to come around and I'm a little bumped. I wanted to see him in Flanders. So I agree. Anyway, that's you think a downer. he could actually win that? He's been yeah. like in every race though. I mean, he's been animating. It is still fun no, to see him. No, it's true. There. He's still I think he's he still is an exciting rider. He's still he's still finding a place in my heart. I'm just saying that like it, it's the same logic I brought to, like, what we were just talking about, the, like, seeing a rider who you don't expect in in a certain race uh, doing well in it, it's exciting. Like, Sagan winning the Tour of California. Mm-hmm. Don't give a shit about the Tour of California, but when you got a guy like Sagan, like, trying to hang on mountain stages and win a one-week tour, that's exciting. Greg Von Aramont winning Torino, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So a guy like Valverde, even if he gets fifth in Flanders, that's like a that's a huge victory yeah. for a guy that usually is like podium in the mountain stages and stuff. So anyway, I'm a little bummed, but it'll still be great. We'll still have we'll still have Fabs. We'll still maybe have Tom Boonen. We did get a question a couple weeks back on Twitter asking if podium babies were okay. Like, is it okay totally to bring your baby okay. up on the podium? Do you guys uh, remember when Greg Van Aermont won? I yeah, don't know. he brought a baby up there. Yeah, he brought a baby up when he won uh, Head Folk or whatever. Yeah. Ba- babies are okay. Yeah. I think babies on the podium are great. I think babies on the, ba- babies on the baby podium are awesome. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the fact that we we – and other members of the Wide Angle Podium Network got our first bit of money. Do you want to shout out to the first person? Frame their money <laughs> in a thank you? Sure. In an I audio mean, thank you? We absolutely could. Um, I mean, that's supposed to be reserved for uh, for higher donations, but... Well, there's higher donations, and that obviously gets you something special, but there's being the, first being the first to is a put deal. your money on the line and say that you support our show and uh, some other shows like Crosshairs Radio and Kids Don't Fly. Fuck that up. <laughs> it, it, you were right, though. I was right. All right, Kids so it's great to be and, the first and, one to put their money on the line, yeah. support our show, uh, Crosshairs Radio, Kids Don't Follow. Um, so it's great to have somebody do that. And be great if they would give like three hundred dollars a month or like. Um, <laughs> but, but hold on, I got my my. Uh, I just got my tax assessment, so I'll go see what my mortgage is going to change to. Okay. But um, anyway, any amount is fabulous. And Spencer, we got our first money. We did, yeah. So uh, we can thank we can thank Preston in in Boston for that. Woo! Uh, big help, big help to all the shows. He supported everybody on the network. Um, you know, for the for the yeah, cost of your Netflix awesome. a month, you get all this uh, great radio content. Yeah, and uh, and eventually we're gonna have bonus material. We will have bonus material, and he's gonna get all of it until all somebody it. else <laughs> supports us. As That's well. gonna be. It's literally, and people, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of the bonus material is just gonna be. I'm just gonna like Skype into his phone, and I'll just put my phone in my pocket, and I'll just go about my daily business, and yeah. he'll just get to like. Sort of live live the little guy lifestyle with me. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, and it, so and that means that every fifteen minutes you get a super rookie call where he says something just like GVA, GVA, and then he hangs up. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Um, it does make sense when it's Greg Van Amerat <laughs> kicking this, Sagan's uh, this, butt. This is an actual the- phone call I got from Tim the other day where he just chanted GVA for a couple minutes and then he said, "I gotta go." those are the best calls yep those are the best calls thanks a lot we appreciate that i mean clearly we need new microphones and other things and and uh we don't get paid to do this so every penny helps and uh if anybody else can help that would be fantastic uh check out the wide angle podium.com for more details and with that super ricky would like to do the outro i'm just trying to think if we have any more content you know what guys I want to bring this up, and I don't know. Uh, this is this is off script, uh, so I don't know if you guys are ready to talk about this or not. But I uh, do want to get into it. I want to get your gut initial reactions. This is live. This is unedited. This is this. I want to I want to hear the pain or the joy coming out of Super Rookie and Little Guy. Did you guys see, hear, read about, or otherwise react to? 
the brand new track racing format that was debuted this week in uh, in LA with the with the trade not the trade teams but the uh, the regional teams battling it out for uh, supremacy the con- on the track. The Connecticut Northeasters versus the Pennsylvania Lightning versus the California Wave versus the Team Mexico. I'm trying to think of what the other teams were. What the hell uh-huh. are you guys talking about? This is the real. World what Cycling is League, little guy. So there's the World Cycling League. They're trying That's... to make track racing more like a real sport where there's where you can sport your region or your city and uh, and cheer for your team. Well, why would you cheer for your team? Because they're only ever going to play in L.A. They're like the only ones with the track. Why do you watch it on the live stream? Because they've got live streaming going for every event. Okay, so, uh, okay, so the first... What? So is it in L.A. this week? Yeah. This is it's like six-day racing, kind of. Okay. The, I didn't see any Madisons, though. What? Okay, so there's... How many teams are there? Where are they from? Who's my team? Who do I support? Okay, so little guy's reaction is confusion. Yeah, Tim, how do you uh, yeah. feel? Uh, I couldn't watch the live stream, so I watched a couple of the highlights that they put up on YouTube. And it looked all right. Saw uh, our friend Zach um, from Portland, former mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Messenger, uh, celebrate a victory across the line, and then he promptly was crashed out. That was pretty uh, amazing. <laughs> um, that, so wait, this is sort of like a wrestling slash, like somebody crashed him on a purpose? It's like wrestling slash track racing? No, you can go to worldcyclingleague.com, okay. and you can follow the night, the two nights of racing that happened in L.A., and it was mm-hmm. a bunch of different teams, uh, basically just really fast guys around the country that so, were kind of like randomly put onto teams. Can we agree that the track Gideon is back? Gideon Massey was there. The track is back. <laughs> like, people were freaking out the other week uh, about the yeah. World Championships um, going down, and now we've got the World Cycling League giving us teams to cheer for, giving us, uh, there you know, six like teams. a reason to care. Is what they're going for. And they're going to tour around and do this at, at different locations, I guess. Or they're going to do different is it, whatever. Is it coming to a All aerodrome right. near me? Maybe. Like the one little guy, let me tell you, Little guy, let me tell you who was there. Okay. There is the Pennsylvania Lightning. Got it. The they Connecticut Nor'easters. Okay. They sound yeah, like, like wimps. I like that. The Colorado Cyclones. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. I like it. The I California the Wave. Okay. The California Wave. Yeah. The Dublin Thunder. Okay. Ooh, across the pond. I like and, it. And Team Mexico Heat. You know I like what? That. I think the official, the podcast has to support the California wave, don't we? Why? Because you've always, always, uh, always have true. to wave. Oh, the right, California, wave? California wave right. fans. Until, like, the, until the Minnesota loonies or something. Oh, right. As a team. <laughs> Can I, so, to join this No, league, it'd be like the Minnesota Voyagers. That's what it would be. Can I just go out to the track and... Get three other guys and join this league. Possibly. So there's three of us. No, here. there's like a whole. I have like, to get my upgrade first. Yeah. You may have to get your upgrade, but there's like a whole. Um, there's a whole basis for this, like where it's, you know, it's not a bunch of Madison racing. It's called yeah. team track racing. It's like okay. team track, and it's, you know, it's. What it's, are they doing? Points racers. They no, it's so like the first the first event um, would be a woman's 500 meter sprint, right? So one rider per team, and then so like, like the team is so, so team has like two women and four men or whatever, and then there's like a 500 meter men's sprint, and then okay. it's a 3,000 meter like a a 12 lap point a lap. 
Okay. Right? I like that. That's a and good, that's a good with, race to with, get people involved. With three men out there, so like there's 18 riders. And yeah. then you've got a women's Kieran, a men's Kieran, and then you have a missing out for women, and then a 20-lap, uh, uh, point-a-lap race, basically. Hmm. So it's a lot of like sprint racing. It's, yeah, it's so all the, the longest racing and none of the BS. I like Yeah, that. so you know, there's like a Kieran, there's a thousand meter sprints, um, but and basically Kieran, like six. For those who don't six, know, the Kieran's the one where they go behind the motorcycle until they're up to 35 yeah. miles an hour and then they sprint. Yeah. The longest race of the night is a uh, 48 lap um, points race. Yeah. So, so a Cat 3 points race is the last race of the night. <laughs> yeah, but with just fast. three point laps. So yeah. it's very like, you know. Cool. It, it, it's it's based on sprints. It's based on fast paced racing, not on like, hey, let's watch three hundred people do their flying two hundred yeah. times like we did, like yeah. they do at uh, the fixed gear classic. So it's more like, hey, okay, we're gonna do one flying five hundred meter sprint lap, and but just one rider per team, and since there's only six teams, it goes by pretty quick. Hmm. All right, I'm, sounds good to me. I'm gonna watch those highlights. I haven't seen them yet. Um, but so there's highlights. Some... You can also go to their. You can also go to their. Um, you can also go to their website, WorldCyclingLeague.com, and watch the the replays. They have the full ah. replays of the three Even nights better. of racing. Cool. So that yeah, sounds I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna check it out. It does sound good. I saw some tweets that sounded. I, made it I sound really like that. If I can get done yeah. reading this George Hincappy Wikipedia page uh, tonight, <laughs> I'll definitely direct my browser over there. Yeah, it's like a – it's more focused on fun racing. And my only disappointment is I do think a Madison can be exciting to watch. And it, yeah. they probably could have pulled off a Madison and yeah. been like – Maybe, well, they, maybe but, they'll work it in. Yeah, it's, maybe they'll work it in. That's true. I, mean, I agree with you, Tim. It is – but, it you know, it's a hard one. It it feels like it takes a little, like, fan education Yeah, in a way. Oh, for well, sure. I but mean, I, what I did like was how they're just like – they were a bunch of short sprint – races like yeah. that's just fun to watch that's gonna yeah. get the attention of people because there are you know as much as we like the track and have raced it and stuff there's a vast areas of the country that don't have access to that and don't really understand track racing yeah. so you know to give it to them in a format that's like interesting and exciting is a way to build the sport you know so if i lived in la i would have went now, i'll say that it connecticut got a team well uh, it's kind of like the old roller derby the- where they just announced that people have a team. Well, they're yeah, and they're close enough to the Casino track, okay. you know, in, in New York. So that's is that like you no, can, is Casino like a real track or is it just like a a parking lot that had like some sort of like seismic thing problem underneath it and they like <laughs> pretend it's a track now? I think it's it's a shallow track, but it's it's a real track. It's okay. banked. You know, it's not like it's a running. Because I heard there's a lot of wimps in New York City. That's that's what I've heard. You should go out there and try and race. Mm. I I race on real tracks. It's not like the Connecticut Nor'easters are just guys from Connecticut. It's just like, hey, let's just make a, a team. Yeah. No, I know. And then I just, call it but more, more than that, I was saying, I didn't think they're all actually from Connecticut. Just like um, in the general worlds of uh, professional sports of any caliber, even arena football, usually Connecticut gets passed over. So I was wondering how, if this sport was just like, we're going to hit well. the small markets first, because these people will be like, holy shit, we've never had a pro anything here. In Connecticut, you know, like there'll be the Montana 
okay. cowboy trekkies? Well, the difference between the Montana cowboy trekkies and things like the Hartford Whalers are that there's a lot of money. I forgot in, the Hartford Whalers existed. <laughs> a lot of money in Connecticut, little guy. There's some, yeah, there's some that's true. There's pretty a lot rich of money counties there. there. Do the Hartford Whalers still exist? Mm, well, they get they get moved. Where did they get moved? Uh, somewhere in Canada. They got. No, not Canada. They're in the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Um, God. The Hartford Whalers, for a split second, were going to move to St. Paul um, back in the day and actually take uh, over the Civic Center before they built the Excel. But um, he moved it to uh, Carolina, and they also own the same family that moved him from Hartford to Carolina also owns the Florida Everblades, who play against the Orlando Wait, they're called the Everblades? Yeah, good hockey name. That's the stupidest. Almost, it's almost as bad of a pun as the as the Solar Bears. That's so bad. That I I really, I really like the Solar Bears name. That is so bad. See, the Solar Bears versus the Everblades is Sarah's favorite. Like he's back. And I'm going to interject here because that's the moment the Skype call went bad and we lost him. Um, So I'm going to have to do the outro for this week's show. Uh, I apologize in advance. Um, how does Tim do it? And with that, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Slow Ride Podcast this week. Uh, you guys are what makes this, uh, fun to do for us. Um, we'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for his, uh, allowing us to use the track Tema De Cannibal off the album Radio De Cannibal. Uh, we'd like to thank those of you tweeting about the show and for telling your friends about us. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our, uh, podcast on iTunes. Um, and if you do subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, it's a pretty huge help. Uh, and you know, we'll read it on the show. And, uh, remember always, always, always wave at your fellow, uh, spandex clown suit wearing nerds that you pass out on the road. And always work together. I think I nailed it. I'll see you guys next week. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. gonna do when we come for you <laughs> promoters, promoters. what you gonna do what you gonna do when they come for you it's okay you can edit all this out or leave it in because it's fucking gold because i'm singing <laughs>